Hello, my friends, another Christian pastor thrown in jail. What is happening to Canada? And why do so few other Canadian media care? I'll take you through the case of Pastor Derek Reimer, and uh, we'll tell you the latest from downtown Calgary and Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky, who makes an appearance in this story. But first, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. It's the video version of this podcast. Today, especially, it's a feast for the eyes. Some crazy things I'm going to show you. Go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe, eight bucks a month. We rely on that money too, by the way, because we don't get any grants from Trudeau. We refuse to take them, and he would probably refuse to give them. We rely on you. Please go to rebelnewsplus.com. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, if a Christian pastor is arrested and the media doesn't cover it, did it even happen? It's March 3rd, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. Where is Calgary pastor Derek Reimer? You'll remember him from feeding the hungry and the homeless on the streets of Calgary in 2020. Remember Arthur Pavlovsky was given massive tickets for doing that. He was out in the cold. It was actually snowing that day. And Arthur and his church were giving food to hungry people. And the cops came up pushing him around like bullies. And they gave him a ticket for an illegal gathering as if feeding the hungry was a gathering like a party or something. As you know, that became case number one in our Fight the Fines project that's gone on to representing more than 2,000 people. Well, case number two was almost an identical case involving another Calgary pastor charged with doing the exact same thing, feeding the hungry and homeless. Here's a clip of Pastor Derek Reimer from back in those days. Derek, thanks so much for joining me today. I really am interested to hear about your story when you were given a ticket by the Calgary mm -hmm. police. It's a very similar story to what we've heard uh, from a similar church in Calgary. We spoke with uh, right. a gentleman named Arthur, and we're kind of curious, does it seem like the Calgary police are specifically following and charging Christian outreach groups in downtown Calgary? Yeah, you know, it definitely appears that way, and even possibly attacking Art and his church as well, because we saw some differences because we were down at the DI, and the same officer who ticketed Art came, but then it didn't bother him what we were doing. He said, you know, as long as a group doesn't get too big, you can preach and you can feed the homeless, that doesn't bother me. And we have that all captured on film and left with that. So we go out there and we feed the homeless and we preach the gospel and we pray for the sick. And it wasn't very even busy on the streets because it's, it's very desolate. Uh, in Calgary. But uh, yeah, there were a bunch of us out there and cops came and, and a couple of weeks ago they were warning me and we we're back out there. We just keep doing it. Cops came right at the beginning and they were watching. And so they hung out for the next hour, hour and a half. And then, um, yeah, take it at us. Be that as it may, we'll be out there this weekend on the corner of Stephen Avenue and 2nd Street and doing what we're called to do. How, how much food did the Calgary police take out of the mouths of homeless people because they decided they should be ticketing you for doing such a good thing. I'm not going to have the money to spend on outreach supplies. I'm not going to have the money on to spend on any kind of resources because now it's spent on 
tickets if, if it doesn't get thrown out. Well, I guess the city hates him for daring to stand up to them. And I don't know what they, they have some weird vendetta. But Pastor Derek Reimer was in the news again. He heard about the Drag Queen Story Hour in a Calgary Public Library that was targeting children of tender years. That's my main beef with these drag queen events. If some grown-ups want to live that way in a club or even on the streets and be who they feel they are inside, I, I think I'm libertarian enough to, to roll with them. But when you are targeting children of a, of a young age, there, there should be an, a non-sexual, an asexual time in a child's life. Just let them be kids. It's not the gayness. It's the sexualization of children, gay or straight. That's why we don't bring children into straight strip clubs. Don't sexualize kids. This is really gross. And I can understand why someone who is as motivated by Christian morality as a Christian pastor would be opposed to it. So anyways, Pastor Derek Reimer went to this drag queen story hour, and he stuck uh, he stuck his uh, well his nose into it, and he preached against it, and he interrupted it. He was not physical; he didn't attack anyone, but he spoke against it, and they got physical with him. Here, take a look at this video. Okay, we don't have our cameras up. We are we are now calling the police. Oh, Stop. 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 We have the police coming, so it is your choice to leave or deal with the police. Very abusive, America. We are going to love is love. I was like very hateful, very abusive. Why are you disrespectful to Because it's wicked. It's so you can see a crime was committed, not by Pastor Derek Reimer, but by those three men who grabbed him and threw him out of there. Now, by the way, I know enough about the law of trespass that if someone is on your property, you have the right to use reasonable force to eject them. But this is public property, namely a public library. I'm not quite sure of the law if you have a private space rented at a public library if it applies. But I'm pretty sure three big guys picking up a man and throwing him on the ground like that is something that should warrant at least police investigation, if not prosecution. But alas, no one was prosecuted by that whatsoever. And that absolutely enraged Calgary's hard left wing mayor, Jody Gondek. For those who don't know Jody Gondek, I think he, all you need to know about her is that the very first thing she did after becoming mayor in Calgary, the oil and gas capital of Canada, although Edmonton would say they are, the very first thing Jody Gondek did, what was the first thing? Would it be the uh, unemployment crisis that has racked that province really for eight years? Would it be the carbon tax? Would it be rising crime? What would the number one issue be for a mayor of Calgary? Well, she declared a climate crisis. I'm not even kidding. Gives you an idea of how woke she is. Anyway, that is Jody Gondek. Uh, and, and she has gone full authoritarian. Here's a clip of her a few weeks ago in City Hall when she was calling for a special bylaw targeting her political enemies. Understand that the criminal code applies 
all across the country. You don't need every city hall or town hall to ban stalking or harassment or assault or uttering, uttering a death threat or any real crimes. But Jody Gondek wants to ban things that are not crimes. She wants to ban her political enemies from lying. Of course, lying can quite often be a matter of opinion in politics. Each side thinks the other is lying, and it's up to the voter to figure it out. But Jody Gondek says that the people who lie uh, that she doesn't like are very special and that they're motivated by hatred, unlike her motivations, which are purely love. Listen to her speech in city council when she calls for a special censorship bylaw to fine people hundreds of dollars for saying things that are offensive and, of course, Everyone can define that word from themselves, right? Here, listen to her speech when she brought in the bylaw. We had a drag brunch at the rec room in the north of Calgary by our community of drag queens in Calgary who have done amazing work promoting inclusion and really raising awareness of how important it is to be a welcoming community. Unfortunately, some members of our population thought it would be a good idea to protest this event, which is... I'm just going to use my opinion, a horrible thing to do. I was very happy that CPS was there to provide a buffer and to ensure that everyone was safe and that the show could go on. My question is, do we have the ability when a protest is rooted in hatred to ticket people and shut this down? How does it work? Mayor Gondek, I will um, seek to answer that question. Um, I am responsible, of course, as the general manager for community services for our bylaw work. And so it would be a bylaw that we would be pursuing that way. Uh, I imagine that there's some complexity to defining what we anticipate uh, to have happen at protests. And so I don't feel like I have uh, the crisp answer that I would like to right now. I'm happy to look into that. And I will send a note to all members of council when we have a, a good, clear answer to your question. Thank you, GM Black. I appreciate that. I didn't expect you to have an answer immediately, but I do appreciate that you will look into it. We cannot have this kind of intolerance and hatred in our city. So thank you for pursuing it. Yeah, that, that's just that's just crazy. And so police obviously saw that bylaw and they uh, saw that temper tantrum <laughs> that she had um, demanding that, that they arrest people who oppose her. But the police, at least some of them, still believe in their oath enough that they don't just simply run personal political errands for politicians. Evidently, she contacted the police and prosecutors directly and demanded that they arrest Eric Reimer. And the reason I say evidently is because they obviously refused to do so for several days, which exasperated Jody Gondek, who then had a temper tantrum again on Twitter, where she referred to the police and the prosecutors rebuffing her and said she did not accept it. And rather that she demanded, she insisted that they arrest Derek Reimer despite their objections. Now, I talked about this in a live stream earlier today, and I just want to play you me going through a videotape from earlier today of me going through Jody Gondek's tweets. This is a little snippet from my live stream. I don't know if you know this, but from time to time at 1 p.m. Eastern, which is 11 a.m. Mountain Time, I do a live stream, not every day, but uh, I typically go for about an hour or so things that are on my mind. I read tweets. I uh, take super chats. That's a real-time comment from people. I get a real kick out of it. So I talked about this today, and I want to show you 
going through Jody Gondek's temper tantrum tweets. Take a look at this. I'll be unpacking all the reasons, in quotes, why enforcement teams and the Crown feel the street harassment bylaw and other existing bylaws legislation are not strong enough to charge demonstrators who spread vile lies and hatred in public. And then I'll be pushing for more. No more excuses. So just stop right there. That is the most insane tweet I have seen by any elected official in a long time. And if you could show that one again for me, because I want to zoom in on that. There are so many crazy things there. So she puts reasons in scare quotes because she obviously does not believe her own prosecutors or police. I'll be unpacking all the so-called reasons why enforcement teams in the Crown feel the street harassment bylaw and other existing bylaws are not strong enough. So the police and the prosecutors are saying to her, we can't arrest people just because you don't like them. And she is, isn't this what Danielle Smith got in trouble for not doing? That Danielle Smith has not actually stayed the prosecutions of anyone in Alberta that I know of. Um, but here's the mayor saying, I, basically saying, I asked the police to arrest these people. They wouldn't. I asked the Crown prosecutors to charge them. They wouldn't for their so-called reasons. Like, <laughs> And I'll be showing while I'll be pushing for some more. Hang on a second. Where is the CBC gnashing their teeth at interference with prosecutors? Why was Danielle Smith's non-interference such a subject, but not Jody Gondek's interference? Asking me to be patient and saying, we got this, didn't work. So, so she's again talking about the police here. <laughs> she's dressing down the police on Twitter. She's saying, asking me to be patient, saying, we got this, didn't work. We have performers being targeted for weeks now, vitriol in front of children in the library. So she's not worried about sexualized men dressed in drag in front of children. She's worried about pastors criticizing. That's the vitriol she's talking about. These are not peaceful protests. Well, in that, I agree with her because we saw Pastor Derek Reimer get beat up. This is hate. Hate's a human emotion. Hate is not... Uh, beating someone up. Hate is in your heart. And I think that Jody Gondek is full of hate, frankly. But even if she is or isn't, having the emotion of hate in your heart uh, is no more a crime than having the emotion of love in your heart. And it cannot be remedied through the law. You cannot prosecute someone for a feelings offense. Put tweet number two up again. I just want to finish reading it. The kind of hate we rallied against for so long. It's back and it's worse. What are you talking about? What are you even, who is we rallying against hate? Hate is a human emotion. And I would say that these tweets show that Mayor Jody Gondek is dripping with hate. And by the way, she calls her peaceful pro opponents violent and claims that they're full of hate and that they're liars. They, they may be full of hate. I don't know. I, they would say they're full of love for the children. Um, I suppose if you love a victim, by definition, you might hate the perpetrator. But... These are just insane reasons that have nothing to do with crimes. Okay, we get it. Jody Gondek hates these Christian protesters. We get it. We get it. But that is not a crime. And mocking the police for saying, we got this, and the reasons 
she's telling the police she does not accept what they're doing, and she's or she's essentially ordering them to arrest her political opponents. Isn't this exactly what they went after Danielle Smith for, for not doing, actually? Tweet number three. Why is this worse? Because we are pretending we can't take action against it. She's talking about people protesting against Drag Queen Story Hour. Consider those who marched in real protests and died in the mission for real freedom, freedom for people to be who they are. Did they fight for us to now be complacent? Action must be taken. Hey, police, action must be taken. I am sick of asking you nicely. I want you to arrest my political opponents now. Uh, isn't that what we stormed the Normandy beaches on in, in Juneau in June 6, 1944? Didn't we take action for freedom, and by that I mean for grown men to dress in sexually provocative ways and uh, have children's read-alongs. Isn't that what the D-Day invasion was about? We fought Hitler. We invaded to liberate for this freedom. Did they fight and die for us now to be complacent? Action must be taken. What an insane woman. Who wrote this? I bet she wrote it herself. Next tweet. I will be posting more on what I uncover about the weakness of our existing bylaws and legislation. Um, I think it's best that you not in terms of, you, you know, this is not going to stand up in court. This is insane. I'll let you know what we can all do to demand better. It starts with me. I hold the greatest responsibility for this city to be a place of inclusion. More to come. Inclusion, just not for Christians or pastors or those who want to protect kids. So Jody Gondek passed a bylaw banning people she doesn't like. The police did not enforce it. So then she had a Twitter temper tantrum saying, I insist that you prosecute, arrest and prosecute him, even though you say you have reasons not to. And you know what? They actually did. Here's a video of a police officer showing up at his home saying he has a warrant for Pastor Reimer's arrest. Hello. Hey, Derek? Yeah, hi. Derek, I'm Constable Messenger CPS. Can we talk about what happened on the weekend? Um, why are you showing up at my home? So what's going on? Why are you showing up at my home? Because this is where you live, right? Yeah, yeah you guys you could call me, yeah, we could. Sorry, what was that? You could have called me. I've been trying to. When? This morning. Yeah, what time is it? No, she's okay. okay. We need to talk about what happened on the weekend at the seat, right? Why do we need to talk about it? Because you're going to be arrested for it and charged. Okay. So we can, we can go deal with it this morning, or I can just put warrants out for you. Charged with what? Mischief and causing disturbance. Okay, let, so, me, uh, let me get dressed. Okay, you good with that? Just give me a minute, okay? Yeah, you betcha. Thanks, pal. And sure enough, the next day he was arrested. And our reporter, Sidney Fizard, was on the scene. Now, watch this. is just bizarre. Take a look. Hi, hi. I'm good. I'm going to put you under arrest for all sending I'm going to send you everything. Okay. And she said, I'm going is there a reason you're blocking me from using the sidewalk? Obstruction, they're working here. I'm not going to obstruct them. Don't worry, I'm not going to run. 
I don't know about you. We're just going to stay out of their workspace. You mind if I ask you what he's being arrested for? You're going to provide your identification. Pardon? Will you provide your ID? It's for you to answer the question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, why is he being arrested? He has warrants. Warrants out for his arrest? Multiple, so that's two, I believe? I don't know. Okay, do you know what the warrants are for? Wow. Am I allowed to continue on the sidewalk as this lady is walking on the sidewalk? It doesn't look like yeah, she's sure, disrupting. Right Thank you very much. I'm just going to go to that sidewalk across the street. Is sure. that okay? Thank you. Uh, can I just ask, if people want to help you, where do they go? They can go and contact Rebel. They're providing me with a lawyer. This is what happens when we go against the Drake. Isn't that weird? I think some cops enjoy being authoritarian bullies. I think it would attract some people to policing who love shooting and beating just a little too much. I think the best police are the ones with the most self-control, the ones who can stay calm when all those around them are losing it. As we've talked about before, one of the reasons for that typical drill sergeant shout in your face move that seems like such a caricature when you see it in the police academy or in, in the military is that is specifically designed to get right up in someone's face to abuse them verbally, not touch them, but verbally abuse them to see if the soldier or the cop will snap emotionally. Because imagine you're a police officer, you have to show up at night, there's flashing lights, there's someone arguing, there's someone drunk, there's someone screaming at you, but you've got a gun, so you've got to stay calm while all those around you are losing their wits. And I think most police have their emotions under control. I think most cops are good, although there's been some atrocious cops during the lockdowns, but look at those cops. I think some of those cops knew that what they were doing was wrong. They knew that they were on a political errand for the mayor. That one cop who had sunglasses to hide his eyes and turned his back on our cameraman and bizarrely demanded that our cameraman give his ID before answering a question. I think that cop was actually ashamed of himself as well he should be. The cops in the police car, not so much. I think they're happy to be little tyrants. Anyways, um, he was taken away to jail and our reporters tried to find him. They went to the jail. And um, there's a little bit of confusion as to where Pastor Derek Reimer is today. Here's a report that Angelica did from the jail earlier today. Angelica Toy here for Rebel News. I'm here at Calgary's Spy Hill Jail trying to confirm details about the incarceration of Pastor Derek Reimer. Pastor Derek was arrested Thursday afternoon on charges of a mischief and causing a disturbance after he was assaulted while protesting a drag queen story hour at a public library. To learn more and to contribute to his official legal fund so we can help him fight for the right to protest for all Calgarians, please visit SavePastorDerek.com. We just had an officer tell me that Pastor Derek was released at midnight last night, although we haven't been able to confirm that officially through the jail. 
we have one protester here who is here in support of Pastor Derek, who is blaring Christian music and sharing the gospel. I'm going to stick around until I can get concrete information on that Pastor Derek has been released or not. My colleague Sydney Fazard and I will continue to chase the facts. Another pastor that was incarcerated at this jail, Arta Pulowski, has a press conference planned for this afternoon, so stay tuned. Where is Pastor Reimer? I hope he's okay. We'll talk to our reporter, Angelica, in a moment. But what do you think of this whole story? First of all, have you heard about it in any other media? Have you heard about it even in the Calgary Sun or the Calgary Herald, let alone the CBC, the Toronto Star, Globe and Mail? A pastor arrested. Do you think that if a Muslim imam or a Jewish rabbi were arrested, do you think that the media would ignore it? No, I don't think so either. If he was arrested and then let go at midnight or whenever he was let go and can't be found, um, and no one knew where he was, do you think that would make the news? I do, but he's a Christian pastor, so the media doesn't care, or frankly, they're glad he's being arrested. But I think it comes back to the political abuse of our legal system, which happened regularly during the lockdowns and the pandemic. I think politicians got a taste of raw power, and they don't want to give it up. Let me quote to you from the Public Order Inquiry Commission, the, the Trucker Commission. There were various legal documents that were published that thousands of pages have published. And here's something that one of our team dug up. So the lawyers in the uh, Emergencies Act Commission interviewed various witnesses and then published a summary of what the witnesses said. And then some of those witnesses were later cross-examined in the commission. That's just the process we have. So I'm about to read to you from notes made by the Emergencies Act Commission lawyers and published by the Emergencies Act Commission, published by Justice Rouleau. Let me read it to you. And it's about uh, the Justice Minister Lametti and what he had to say. Ready? Minister Lametti identified two areas in which the legislative and policy reform was required. The first was legislative amendments to the Emergencies Act itself to make it more responsive to pandemics and health emergencies. As in, can you believe it? Lametti wants to be able to declare a national martial law for a pandemic next time. But look at this. There is also a need to modernize the language of the act to address online harms, such as violent online rhetoric and financing. Really? So the, the invocation of martial law wasn't easy enough for Lametti and the liberals. They want it easier, especially if there's another pandemic afoot. That's what David Lametti took away from it, is it wasn't easy enough to declare martial law. And it wasn't enough that they said, oh, we saw some diagonal people with a flag and that could have become a crisis. They literally want to give the government permission to declare a national emergency based on, you read it, online rhetoric, online rhetoric. But look, if Justin Trudeau and David Lametti can punish their enemies, and if Justice Rouleau says, yeah, they had cause, why can't a mayor? If Trudeau can punish his enemies, why can't a mayor? If Trudeau can fire a police chief, as he did in Ottawa, why can't a mayor of Calgary? If Trudeau can bring in martial law, hmm, why can't a mayor of Calgary? And why does nobody care? 
other than us, an American named Tucker Carlson. Here's a clip of me talking with him. I'll skip the first part. It was a seven-minute segment. The first part was Tucker just rehearsing the facts. But here's my conversation with Tucker Carlson. Take a look. Thank you so much for coming on. It's hard to believe that this is happening uh, in your country. Meta question first, is anyone saying anything about it other than you? Not a lot. I mean, Tucker, you have done more journalism on Christian pastors being jailed in Canada than most Canadian media. In fact, the Canadian media either ignore it or cheer it on, calling these people bigots. I should say that there were no charges emanating from the Drag Queen Story Hour itself, neither against Pastor Reimer or against the three men who roughed him up. But then the left-wing mayor of Calgary went on a Twitter rant saying that anyone who lies or engages in vitriol or is full of hate should be arrested and charged. Now, those aren't crimes, by the way. Uh, Some of them are a matter of opinion. I could think that the mayor is full of hate. But after the mayor basically directed police to arrest peaceful protesters, they did. And you saw that cop. I think he was embarrassed and ashamed of what he was doing. He had sunglasses on. He was blocking our cameraman. He had that bizarre move, show me your ID before I answer a question. I think he knows that he is doing something contrary to his oath as a police officer. Right now, we have a reporter staked out at the city jail because, Tucker, I don't know if... I mean, he's charged with mischief and causing a disturbance. Of course, he was the one who was disturbed by the roughing up. It'll be interesting to see if he gets out on bail or like Arthur Pavlovsky, the other Christian pastor, if he'll serve 50 days in prison, which is what happened then. I I say this as one of the few Americans I know, really, who sincerely loves Canada, and I mean that. But it does seem like darkness is descending on your country. I have to say, just a few weeks ago, Justin Trudeau's martial law, where he where he seized bank accounts and, and deployed riot horses because some people were honking their horns in their trucks and, and having a, a festive, peaceful opposition to the lockdowns, a judge had a lengthy inquiry, and he said, thumbs up, that there was a justification for martial law. And, and so I'm telling you, Tucker, the checks and balances in Canada no longer work. The opposition parties often don't oppose. The media cheerleads. It's not skeptical or critical. The courts are of no use. Not a single lockdown law was overturned. Our so-called Charter of Rights and Freedoms has not struck down a single action like this. And, And I'm starting to think that we might need help from abroad. And so I'd say to your audience, I know you have senators and congressmen who care about civil rights and human rights in China and Iran and places like that. And I would say, please... Cast an eye up to Canada, too, because I'm worried that we no longer have the capacity to push back for human rights. And Canadian politicians are very uh, attentive when Americans criticize or mention them. Please, American senators and congressmen, put us on your watch list. Things are getting bad up here. What you saw there was more primetime coverage of Derek Reimer's arrest than the rest of the Canadian mainstream media combined. I actually believe what I say there. I hope that American senators and congressmen start to care about our civil liberties because I think our senators and MPs don't care about it enough. Stay with us. We'll talk to Angelica next. Well, 
Well, joining us now it. from downtown Calgary is our friend and reporter, Angelica Toy. Angelica, great to see you. You have been covering this story very closely, along with Sydney Fizard. Tell me, where are you now and what is the latest? City Hall, and this morning I ended up going to the Calgary uh, Spy Hill Jail Center, and I was sitting there for hours until a police officer had come outside and had informed me that Derek Reimer has supposedly been released at midnight the night before. Um, now, yesterday I was also there until about 7 p.m. until an officer had told me that Derek will not be released until the following day um, hmm. he didn't specify whether or not it was in the morning or later but you know i came there bright and early just to make sure i could catch him and i was told he was released so right now nobody knows his whereabouts um his roomie doesn't know where he is nobody has any contact from his cell phone nobody's heard from him so currently he is i guess missing well that's very strange and i hope he's okay i wonder if the police officer who basically told you to go home uh was doing that in good faith or if it was just trickery as we saw yesterday when the police arrested pastor reimer they tried to block sydney block his camera made up some bs excuse to get him to show id our cameraman i mean i think the calgary police are behaving very badly i don't know if the message to you to go home was a trick or what it is odd that he cannot be found but uh i don't want to read too much into that yet he may just be avoiding publicity for whatever reasons including perhaps um on lawyers advice now tell me what else happened today because i understand that pastor arthur pavlovsky who, of course, we've been defending for three years since he uh, was the target of a lockdown charge. I understand he had a rally in support of Pastor Reimer today. Uh, tell us how that went. Yes, correct. So as soon as I got here, uh, we all decided to come into this building and warm up a bit just before the press conference. And uh, they ended up asking the security guards. They said it was totally fine. And then all of a sudden, it started to go downhill. And Bob Leone, uh, somebody who used to work for the Independence Party of Alberta, is close with Pastor Archer, he was the one who technically organized the event. And he was talking with a security guard, trying to you know, make sure everything was going smoothly. And then another security bypassed him and started um, raising his voice at Archer Pulaski, telling him that he must leave, um, that he is not allowed in here. And then from there, it escalated. There was a lot of yelling and um, other protesters that were in the building also started um, getting involved. And it just became a large, um, large altercation there. And um, afterwards, another protester was also told uh, to leave the building. I understand that Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky has been banned from mm -hmm. City Hall, given a order yeah. under the Trespass Act for a yes. month. Now, I, I haven't studied Calgary's trespass bylaws closely. I have studied them in other cities like here in Toronto because I remember when we were trying to go to City Hall in Toronto and there was sort of a idle no more Antifa shanty town there and their security and police were trying to shoo us away. We studied the law. We realized that public property doesn't have the same trespass rules as private property. At least in Toronto, you can kick anyone off your private property for any reason or no reason. And it should be that way. If someone's on your front yard, you should be able to say, get off, and they should have to leave without a reason. But on public property, it's very different. Unless you're doing something aggressive like uh, drunk and disorderly, or there's certain prohibited activities. But other than that, you can be in a park. 
You can be in a public place. You can be on a sidewalk. And the idea of trespassing someone off of a public place is that I, I'm skeptical that it was done lawfully. Because mm -hmm. a city hall, I mean, perhaps in the council chambers, there's a different rule. But just being in the big building of city hall and someone says, get out, because the, may the mayor hates Arthur Pavlovsky and Derek Reimer with a with a passion of a thousand burning suns. You can tell. Do you know what they did wrong? Like, what, other than the mayor hating these guys, what happened? They've done nothing wrong. Both of them have all exercised their charter of rights. And whenever you say something that the establishment doesn't like, they crack down on you, just like Justin Trudeau has done with Rebel News. And I would also like to add, um, the altercation did not stop just inside City Hall. It continued outside when Pastor Arthur had set up. Um, he had just finished his speech and police officers had approached him and they were trying to serve him with a trespass, uh, the trespass notice. And Archer denied and he did not want to physically take the ticket. So the police officers kept pushing and they ended up actually chasing him and cornering him. And it was, it became a, a big mess. Um, and after that whole entire thing, he ended up, him and his brother, David, they both got served with a one year ban from City Hall. One year ban? I thought it was one month. A one year ban? Now it's a one year ban. Yes. You know what? I just I just don't think that's how it works. Like if again, a, a shopping center, a casino, a restaurant, a hotel, they can come up with one year ban, one week ban. They can do whatever they want because it's private property. Even a shopping center, um, which is open to the public, they can ban someone. Because it's their property, but just to just because a mayor is angry at someone to say you can't come to my city hall for one year, I just don't think that's how it works. I just don't think that's how it works. I think we have a a bit of a tyrant as mayor. I thought the last mayor of Calgary was bad. This, this mayor takes the cake. Yeah, I'm shocked I you're allowed in there. They, have they tried to arrest you? Surprisingly, I, for as long as I've been around this realm, I've been kept safe. <laughs> well, glad to hear it. And of course, you have your rights too, uh, as any citizen. A journalist has no more rights than a citizen, but it's clear you're practicing journalism, exercising your Section 2B Charter of Rights, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, mobility rights, etc. Mm -hmm. Wow, Calgary has fallen. Uh, it's just an incredible story. And please keep in touch with uh, uh, with all the players in this. And if you do find Pastor Reimer, let us know. We hope he's okay. Maybe he's just st stepping out of the media glare, which I, I don't think is necessarily a bad idea. Although in the case of Rebel News, we're certainly supporters as opposed to the other media, which, which despise them. Keep up the great work. Thanks for waiting. There, especially it's so cold out there. I was checking. It's going down to minus 22. Um I appreciate you staking out the jail when it was so cold. Thanks for doing that. Thank you, Ezra. All right, you take care. There you have it, Angelica Toy in Calgary on the beat of Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky and Pastor Derek Kramer. Stay with us after the break. Your letters to me.
Hey, welcome back. Your letters to me. Christine Prentice says, Dear Ezra, we donate for security guards to protect our rebel reporters. Where was the bodyguards to protect Alexa during this incident? With all the illegal migrants, etc., Roxham Road border crossing is a dangerous location. That's a fair point. We honestly didn't imagine that that would happen. We had been on the Canadian side before, and there's a ton of cops. Um, when people come across the border, they're generally quite docile and submissive because they don't want to be arrested for anything other than the crossing the border illegally. This was just a, I'd almost say a random, not quite a random, but something that neither us nor Alexa foresaw. And we are pursuing it, um, retaining a lawyer on the American side. We want to take some steps. But fact is, we simply can't have a bodyguard with our reporters all the time. Whenever we go to a protest where we think there'll be Antifa or something like that, we have security. Most of the time we rely on the, the talent to say, hey, I think there might be trouble. And then we immediately arrange security. But honestly, none of us thought there would be a, a, a spontaneous altercation like that. It's simply unfeasible for us to have an, a guard with all our people all the time. And in this case, we just did not foresee that this guy would snap. Now, thank God, and luckily, she wasn't truly hurt. But I share your upset with it. And it, listen, if we had a billion dollars, we would have bodyguards accompanying all our people all the time. Well, maybe not. I don't even, I, I think that would get in their way and it would change how the journalism was done. But I guess my response to you would be, we just didn't see it coming at that event. We weren't prepared because we didn't think it was a risky situation. James Burke writes, Ezra, if you're going to waste my money, my donations on anti-China, anti-communist whining, I want my donation back. This kind of pointless ranting and whining wastes everyone's time and my donation. Please stop. Well, I'm not sure what you donated. First of all, thank you for donating. And I'm not sure what cause you, you donated for. Uh, we do many different causes and campaigns. Um, but I will answer you straight, straightforward and say we are anti-communist the same way we're anti-Nazi. In fact, communism and Nazism have more in common than you might think. We're also pro-Canadian. We're pro-American and pro-British and pro-Australia too. We're pro-Western. And so because of that, and because we believe in national sovereignty, we're against interference from foreign countries, especially dictatorships like China. So I'm just going to politely disagree with you and say, I'm a little surprised that you're surprised that we're anti-communist, especially anti-Chinese communists. By the way, we don't like Vladimir Putin much either. We just don't feel like going to World War III with him. But I think it's absolutely essential that Canada look into the corruption, real corruption, not some fake conspiracy theory like the Democrats cooked up for the Russians and Trump, but, but a real conspiracy that's incontrovertible that the Chinese government spent money on the Trudeau Foundation to curry favor with Justin Trudeau, that the Chinese government interfered with nominations. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is actually a conspiracy. And it actually succeeded. So I'm surprised that you're surprised. Appreciate your support in the past, and I hope you'll support us in the future. You honestly can't be surprised that we're anti-communist. Am I right? That's our show for the day. What a pleasure to be with you. Until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night and keep fighting for freedom.